Welcome, rock warriors, zombie queens, and everyone in between, to Stories to Dismember, a podcast where your hosts, Aaron, Lindsay, and Miguel, recap their horror film pick of the week based on a monthly theme. Don't be frightened by the vampy magnetism of my voice. I'm just putting it on for this intro. I normally sound like this. The boys and I discuss, aka dismember horror films together, but we do it in a more wholesome and silly fashion. Now, you will listen to stories to dismember. You will comment, rate, and subscribe. Hypnotism over. Enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to Stories to Dismember. I'm Lindsay, one of your hosts. Normally, Aaron is the one who makes introductions, but I am out of my mind with excitement to be introducing our guest today. He is going to be finishing off our monthly theme of alien movies with his pick, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, directed by Philip Kaufman in 1978. Our guest studied history at Texas A&M and has a master's in museum studies at the University at Leicester in England. He works as an archivist at the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston and is also the editor of our podcast, Stories to Dismember. And most importantly, he is my husband, Stratton Meyer. Hello, husband. Can you tell us why you chose this film? <laughs> oh, my. Well, uh, thank you for that beautiful introduction, wife. Uh, that is how I will be referring to you for the rest oh, of the podcast. No. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate that. The reason I chose Invasion of the Body Snatchers is that I have always been kind of fascinated with horror as an idea, but horror movies never really did it for me. I, I was never a big fan of jump scares or that like Body heightened. Horror. Yeah, exactly. Gore never really was my thing. So I watched this movie for the first time in 2016, I think. And it sort of showed me that horror could be more psychological than visceral mm. in a way that I had never experienced before. And I'd seen some films that were kind of like towing the edge of the genre, The Stepford Wives, Soylent Green, which I had really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. But this was the first one that I would really consider to be a true horror movie. And that was kind of a transformative experience for my understanding of what the genre could deliver. It was what immediately came to mind for me when you w said that you were interested in me being a guest on this podcast. And I'm so glad that I am here and able to do that. Oh, we're glad to have you with us. Mm-hmm. Nice. I am anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, show some enthusiasm, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. I thought we were going to be uh, do like a hooray or something at the same time. Hooray. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but nobody said anything. I felt awkward being the only one. Like, yay, he's here. That was exciting. I like it. Yeah. We're all like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strand's here finally, yes, after, uh, you know, awesomely editing our podcast for us and uh, taking out all the nonsense, I always say. Or lots we and always, lots of nonsense. Lots of Not just you, though, of, all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got to go through that. <laughs> go through all of that. And now we're doing this movie he picked, which is awesome. I actually like this movie a <laughs> lot. 
because <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, I've never seen it. I hadn't either. Aaron, you've seen it before? I've seen it. I saw it when I was young, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I shouldn't have watched it. It probably scarred me for life. But I do like the movie, so. <laughs> yeah, it's good, too. Alrighty. You want to just get into it, or are we uh, doing any more? Uh... Maybe I should just say this movie, as Lindsay said, was directed by Philip Kaufman, who did a number of other movies which were very famous and won numerous awards, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, The Wanderers, and The Right Stuff, among others. This film is not an original work of Kaufman's. It's based off of a 1956 film, also called The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is based off of a short book called The Body Snatchers from 1955. Mm. So it's the second adaptation of this story and this work. And I think there were a couple of ones after that as well, one in the 1990s and then one in like 2007 with uh, Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig, (laughs) which I have not seen and I do not think is very good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that explains why I haven't heard of it. That's great. Yeah, I kind of want to see all of them just to see how different they are. In a... mm. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the original. The other two, I could play with mm. that, I guess. I got a chance to watch the original today, actually, sort of in preparation for this, just to see how... <laughs> I told them. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. I told them that you watched yeah. it while you were at work. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, my, I am lucky in that my job allows me to... Um, I was also doing work at the same time. I have two screens. Uh, But yeah, so I was able to watch it at work. And it's really similar to this movie in a lot of ways, but very different in some ways that are quite important as well. So Mm -hmm. I might pop in from time to time with like story beats from the original just to talk about how they Mm. compare with this one. That would be good Mm -hmm. because you are the only one who has seen the original, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And technically, yeah. he was viewing, you know, archive footage, right? Historical yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Historical. yeah. I'm going to edit all of that out. So, uh... <laughs> make myself look good. Uh, professional. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it, I guess, here. Let's do it. All right. So, start the movie, press play. Wait for it to load up. No, it's it's a red mist. Or like camera here. Camera zooms out. We got a rocky landscape. Where are we? Is this earth? No. We see clear fiber clumps. Almost like smoky-like kind of thing. But whatever. Yeah, smoky, fibrous. Sort of like shreds of cotton almost. Yeah, they they kind of have like almost a fiberglass appearance to them. There's there's something weird and off-putting about them. Yeah. Weird and unnatural according to Earth standards, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and they start to float upwards into the sky. And we got a title <laughs> card, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, just to remind you of the movie you're watching. Opening credits, and we see these things like spores floating in space. A lot of... It's weird, <laughs> coincidentally. A lot of spore talk in uh, these alien movies here. Floating in space, we see Earth. And we zoom into Earth. See the these things flying in space, so they can do that. I guess that's very op. Zoom in through <laughs> the clouds, onto a city on Earth. San Francisco. San Fran, as we say in the city here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in San Francisco. They stop on Blue Flower, and it is raining. 
raining, raining, raining. And we see these things have landed all over the flowers and trees. And they're all over. Oh, no. And they can move in the water. And they start expanding and growing. Gross. I don't like it. I don't like yeah, it at gross. all. It's super cool Little. photography. I think yeah, it was yeah, all yeah. done in reverse. Mm. So they like had these things behind the leaves and pulled them in. So the threads retracted oh. and then they ran that footage backwards. So it looked like they were growing and expanding. Um, yeah. yeah, and the way that like the reverse footage, I think we see it a couple of other times in the movie where like tendrils are moving or something like that. Mm-hmm. All of that's reversed and it gives it this weird like jerky, unnatural movement that looks super alien and really is very effective. Mm. Mm. I will say just as we mentioned that the movie is set in San Francisco, the 1956 version was set in a small fictional town called Santa Mira california like in the countryside so it was a much more like small town feel as opposed to this like big city impersonal aspect and santa mira as i mentioned is a fictional town it's also where et is set so that is also set in the fictional town of santa mira that's really cool so two (laughs) types of aliens two alien invasions (laughs) wow that's awesome that's awesome yeah that's crazy let me see here. All these things on leaves expand, little tendrils, and then flowers sprout from the little coagulated jelly things. They are it's a flower sprouting. And we see a woman. A woman. Her name's Elizabeth, right? Yeah. I can't yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Elizabeth picks one of the flowers, and uh, I swear, I swear, I saw her eat one of the petals. She put a petal in her mouth. <laughs> I swear, I saw that. But Not that in my timeline. I swear she did. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the movie right now. No, I believe you. I'm just saying you and I live in different alternate realities. Because yeah. <laughs> people do do. People eat flowers, you know. And just I do. Yeah. A thing. So. But whatever, that doesn't really happen. Doesn't I thought that was going to be like the start of it, but you know we have to wait a second until it starts. Really, uh, creepy priest dude on the swing. Bunch of kids yes. come over pick more flowers. Which yeah. who's uh, Robert Duvall is mm. the creepy yes. priest. He appears yeah. only in that one shot in the movie, and he would just like happen to be there while they were filming this. And the director had worked with him before in like 1972, mm. so they knew each other. And Kaufman, I think, said that canonically, at least according to him, that's the first pod person that we see in the movie is that priest. Oh, oh. he's a pod person? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what that's what he has said. Why um, the heck is he swinging on swings? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Like, we see them not it's, express emotions. I mean, it would joy. be weird if he was a human priest swinging on a childhood a, a child swing set but he's a prod person priest on us it, it doesn't make sense either way to me. unless he's like this is what humans do humans in pod he's, swing he just, uh, yeah. he's, he's nude he sees people swinging he was like okay, i mean he's yeah, acting more we'll he's acting like a better human than most of the pod people mm. do yeah, honestly. Maybe like real life priests are actually pod people. This is like a new conspiracy theory I'm starting. There we go. You mm. just start your new TikTok and you'll get <laughs> thousands of followers immediately. Me and Miguel said we're all pod people now. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, yeah. It it is what it is here. Uh, yeah, teacher, kids come over, pick more flowers, take home to their parents. Awesome. Great. Nice. <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> 
crazy. See, they don't even have to invade. We just do it ourselves here. I know. It's so yeah. cringy. Uh, it's so clever, though. Like, if you were yeah. an alien, you could not pick a better thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. We as humans would be doomed, absolutely, if aliens <laughs> came to Earth in this form. Yeah, so uh, Elizabeth goes to her house to Jeffrey, Joffrey, or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> jeffrey her whatever boyfriend or whatever and yeah they hang out i don't know they didn't really do much just kiss and i think it just yeah it's later. not really much of a scene yeah she later. tells him about the flowers she picked though yeah, yeah, yeah. is, yeah, is this he, where he is i mean i think every time we see him he's totally like detached and watching tv yeah yeah with yeah, headphones yeah. on Oh, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. some of those. They look awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I literally wish everybody would use <laughs> use headphones all the time. I was just going to add yeah. that this is the first time that she mentions and speculates to him that she thinks it's a cross pollinated flower, a very yeah. rare find, but also could be dangerous. Yeah, a Grex, which is an awesome name, Grex. I do like that if Miguel is right, she said, this could be dangerous while she's eaten some of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to smell this and touch it with my bare hands and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's maybe I did. shouldn't have done that. That was dangerous. That's what she did. I swear. That's what happened. Yeah, Grex, completely unique flower. Dangerous. Should be avoided. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, while you're not avoiding it. And Jeffrey just wants to talk about a trip in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just a dude. Jeffrey kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Cut to Department of Health checking in on a restaurant. Ratatouille again. <laughs> Checks in on the food. What's the food? Cow's brains served with red wine. I've never had cow's brains. Is it really cow's this. brains? Mm, yeah, That's I didn't what he catch said. that. And his fake French accent. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was a French accent, <laughs> but it was fake though. Ain't no way. Gets the rundown of what's all up in there. Picks out a caper from a dish. Or is it a caper? What is it, though? Anybody tell me what it is? Is it a caper? It's not a caper. It is not a caper. It's a rat turd. Gross. The way he does that is so good, too. (laughs) It's like, if it's a caper, then eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Eat it. And he doesn't, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So it is a caper. Matthew, this dude. Yeah, health department keeps looking around and, you know, is what it is. Found a rat turd. See, uh, cut to him getting in his car and we see his windshield was busted by who? Well, probably by the people there in front of his car smoking and looking shady. They look pissed. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to end up well. Bottle of wine. Wasted a bottle of wine. That's messed up. I think this is the first time we see, like broken glass or mirrors used in the movie it's kind of like a recurring theme where we're talking about skewed vision or like fractured perspectives a Mm. lot visually and i think it's really effective because the broken windshield keeps recurring because they keep using his car and so they're seeing the world through Mm. this sort of skewed uh lens damn Mm. that was deep I think that's it, right? He just drives away. The windshield busted. (laughs) I'd be scared because I don't want to get pulled over for anything busted. I had my side mirror busted and I drove it for like two days. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to get pulled over. (laughs) I need to replace it here. But anyway, that's enough of that. So cut to 
him driving away. Elizabeth and Matthew talk on the phone. I think he gets called. Matthew wants Elizabeth to come in at 7.30. And she's like, I ain't coming in before 8. I get that. She'll be. I get that too. Yeah, it's real, dude. It's like, what is it? Like a lift. It's like yeah. midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, which is crazy. But, you know, she'll be into running a salmonella test. So, she, you know, she accepts as whatever. It's whatever. A bunch of non-minutia of work here. See her uh, turning off all the lights, getting ready for bed. Gets in bed with Jeffrey. Cuddles up next to him in bed. Because they have a bed. Anyway, flower. <laughs> she... <laughs> Like, These rich assholes. I got fixated on a word. Bed, uh, a flower. She, and we see the flower she plucked is bigger and look good to put in a cup of water. Mm-hmm. And it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Did anyone else notice her phone when she's talking to Michael? It's this weird, like, Matthew. wall phone. Sorry, Matthew. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's got like this extension cable like for, yeah it's a retractable phone yeah which yeah. i thought was really cool i have never mm. seen one of those outside of this movie it's fancy yeah mm. and um i was telling Lindsay while we were watching that it kind of felt like there was a visual callback to the tendrils of the plants as they like started to mm. grow outwards that this thing was this technology was retracting as these plants were expanding their reach and sort of moving outwards. I thought that was very interesting. Mm. I remember phones like that existing. Like when I was a kid, everybody's home had those. Mm. Not with the retractable cord, but just the house phone line. It's weird to think about, but you couldn't go into certain rooms because then the cord would stop. Mm. (laughs) Yank you back towards the wall. Yeah, Uh. or yank it out of the wall. (laughs) What was the film that you guys watched a while ago? I'm making a callback i guess because i edit the podcast and have spent a lot of time with each of your episodes (laughs) the um black christmas where the fact that there was an extension or a second line in the house was a really big deal to the story Mm. we sort of take Mm. that all for granted now because our phones are in our pockets yeah it's crazy you can have cable without like installing a home phone too or it's the one time we and like internet and stuff or like that was a whole package they wanted mm. to sell you like internet the phone the landline mm. and cable it's crazy it's the one time we had cable it's like oh god we just want to see <laughs> just want to watch cartoons bro <laughs> come on bro <laughs> all right so yes so the next day cut to alarm waking her up with this annoying alarm sound jesus christ it was annoying <laughs> just uh the worst Oh, yeah, that's where we get creepy robot Jeffrey here. He's cleaning up glass on the yeah, floor. Yeah, he's obviously different, isn't he? Obviously. Uh, Jeffrey acting weird, not answering to Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth goes downstairs, just looking nice in her gown. Anyway, wants to check on Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey just walking like a robot, throws out garbage in garbage truck. I don't want us to understate how off he was being when yeah, he yeah. goes outside and throws the rubbish into the back of the garbage truck the way mm-hmm. he just stands there mm. silently and very very still as the garbage truck moves off and even long after the garbage truck moves off he's just standing there still like a statue like mm. i would be f- i would be freaked out too yeah. stratton if you did that <laughs> i might lock the door yeah, let me take some notes on how to act in future if i need to creep out my way Okay. Yeah. Did anybody else kind of think that the garbage man 
or like probably yeah, yeah. The first one's turn i mm-hmm. think you're absolutely right the remains i didn't mm. think about it but you're probably super right like there's no yeah. way they would have escaped that we see them a couple of times in the movie and mm-hmm. they always have this like weird gray dust or ash with this like fibrous stuff in the back of the truck mm-hmm. and that sort of becomes a clue to the viewer that something has gone on wherever they have been so i think you're absolutely right aaron that what we're seeing there is that these garbage men are in on it from the start because they're picking up like directly from the house they're always there right as something happens mm. they're never like it's never sitting out the, the weird ash isn't sitting out there for like three days waiting for the garbage men to arrive the garbage yeah. men are always on point and cleaning up whatever is going on. Yeah, I mean, just go after the most important people, honestly. It's garbage men, you, you know, they're pretty important because they're throwing everything yeah, away. Yeah, our society yeah. would stop functioning pretty quickly without them. Yeah. So, creepy. And even though that happens, she still goes to work. I wouldn't go to work after that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got stuff going on. <laughs> so she's calling the city. Yeah, so she's heading to work. I would see people running in the street. Don't know why. It's just okay. It's still weird. Just people running for no reason. Yeah, yeah, guy playing in the yeah. The guy yeah. being chased across the street. Yeah, black trench coat. <laughs> I would go back home. Running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's just too weird today. Yeah, it's people acting crazy. So and guy playing the banjo with this dog that's cool i like that i've never seen that but that's pretty cool i'd stop and stare and not give a tip because i don't have any money but you know <laughs> that's what it is it sucks but that's how it is you appreciate his artistry yeah yeah stay for a while and walk away uh so she gets to work matthew and elizabeth talk about jeffrey i was acting weird and matthew just keeps cracking jokes it's like okay <laughs> Oh, yeah, he says that he's crazy, and he's a dentist, and that all dentists are crazy. (laughs) He also tells her that she should leave him. Yeah. And he also shows her the rat turd. (laughs) 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 Very excitedly. So they talk, yeah, walk and talk, you know. And we see a weirdo staring at them through one of the doors. You catch that? That's creepy. That's awesome. I always like that. I like background stuff. Yeah, there are a lot of people just like standing in the hallways in the Department of Health, which you don't sort of notice at first. Mm. And then it's as you sort of think about like what is going on in the film, a lot of people just like standing around listening becomes way creepier Mm. as you sort of realize what is going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they got the rat too. (laughs) They got the rat. (laughs) Rat, rat, (laughs) they did the rat too. I like that everybody's excited. (laughs) He said. Cut to back at the house. Elizabeth just wants to know what's up with Jeffrey. He's just, he just says he has to go back out again, and he's not going to see the game. He gave the tickets to somebody, which is crazy. That never happens. And he says Very he's got odd. a meeting yeah. to go to, but he won't tell yeah. Elizabeth why or what the meeting go- is about, which is a huge red flag. Yeah. It's cheating on you. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a pretty yeah, yeah. assumption to make. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Oh, and this is also when she hugs him from behind yeah, and yeah. immediately gets freaked out by something that we can't see. So we, at this moment in time, we're just assuming that it was something on his collar or the back of his neck. 
Uh, we don't know for sure at this moment, but he walks away and from yeah. a window, she watches him get into a cab. Mm, yeah, picked up. And Elizabeth goes to Matthews <laughs> immediately, which I don't know, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, tells him that Jeffrey is not Jeffrey. Something's missing. No emotion, feelings, not the same person. And Matthew feeds Elizabeth with. Yeah, you know, and going Matthews. He's being fancy. Yeah. He's got like yeah, a giant yeah. wall. He's cooking stir fry, being all yeah, fancy. Yeah. Better than Jeffrey, honestly. Yeah, right. Immediately, yeah. he is the guy that you root for in this. Immediately, movie. we shit him and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they eat together outside, and you know. They're a couple at this point. I'm like, okay, they're together pretty much even more. <laughs> it's just immediately, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth says she wants to see Jeffrey's sister to talk about. She didn't, though. And Matthew wants her to talk to a psychiatrist friend just to eliminate all the possibilities. And I like here his possibilities was like, oh, maybe he's cheating on you. Maybe he's, you know, he's whatever. Maybe he's gay. Maybe he turned gay. Okay. Just how nonchalant he said it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love how the last yeah. thing he says is, oh, he's suddenly become a Republican. Like, that oh, is the yeah. worst <laughs> thing that could possibly be. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So it's crazy. You're crazy. And he asked her to do the thing with her eyes, and she does it. That was pretty cute. <laughs> that was a cute moment. I like that a lot. Do you want to describe what the eye thing is? Because that could be yeah, a lot of things. It's, uh, I can't. I mean, just rolling her eyes in a quick way. Like, she like flickers yeah, her eyes. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those weird. Hidden talents. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. That always freaked me out whenever people did that. I've had friends that have done that. Yeah, I mean. You say cute, I say creepy. <laughs> Well, I mean, cute because she did it, because she, she's cute. Yeah, but, she's I mean, a cute girl. Because, you know, and, and the mood, everybody was setting it. Matthew was setting the mood, like... Matthew's into it. Yeah. He requested it. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he said, Do that thing. Oh, God. That's a whole... That really gets him going. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, next day, Matthew walking down the street, going to the cleaners. He's uh, there's a weird line here. He says, "Yeah, it's a coffee stain," and she's like, "That's not a coffee stain." And so, I know it's a coffee stain. <laughs> Spilled coffee on. So I would. That's my that's my attitude. He's like, like, "I know it's a coffee stain." I was like, "Yeah," he said, "I remember doing it or something like yeah, that." Yeah, I put it there myself. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And she's like, "No." Like, uh, that pisses me off when somebody tells me so I immediately gaslighting you. Yeah. yeah, immediately go to zero to a hundred. It's like, no, it's a it's a coffee stain because I poured coffee on it. Okay, I know what it is. So, it's like people telling me I'm dumb. All right, anyway. Yeah, it makes screaming. me mad too. <laughs> screaming at the cleaning lady. I said it's a, it's a no. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so anyway, and her husband comes and he's freaked out. <laughs> I felt sorry for her husband immediately. He's freaked mm. out in his own place of work. Oh no, he's trapped there. He's like, it's that's not my wife. That's not my wife. And he's like, what? And he's like, that's not my wife. She's different. She's wrong. And, you, and, and then they see her staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. staring and she goes back. Moving away from the counter in the creepiest way <laughs> it is possible to do so. <laughs> yeah. And Matthew's like, oh, okay. And he just leaves. Okay. Matthew, <laughs> I like how everybody starts as a, as a skeptic pretty much, except Elizabeth from the beginning. Mm. Everybody's a skeptic. 
which is what I would be. That'd be <laughs> awesome to play. I love it. Anyway, yeah. I think it's worth noting yeah. that uh, in yeah. front of this laundromat, we see the garbage truck with the same yes. weird gray stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nice. garbage. Always running. The garbage truck's always going. So I think we see him calling somebody, but nobody answers. Cut to him walking down a hallway to an elevator, and he gets jump-scared by Elizabeth. And here we don't know. Well, is she something wrong with her? Something, something. She's crying. But, you know, she just hugs him. They embrace. She cries. And zoom in on the guy cleaning. <laughs> Hear them go, oh, God. Paranoia setting in because you never know who, who, who to trust. Mm-hmm. Who to trust. Everybody's freaked out about everybody. Matthew and Elizabeth in the car. Windshield still messed up. Uh, Elizabeth in conspiracy mode. She's like, uh, people recognizing each other. Something going, something's going on here. Something that scares her. Well, she even tells him about how she saw Jeffrey outside yeah, yeah. meeting with people strangers presumably and passing things between them and she said she followed him around the next day and saw more of the same kind of stuff yeah yeah just just not even trying to hide that she's following them too (laughs) (laughs) just right there just literally like a couple steps behind them just following him and nobody notices her yeah it's sort of creepier that no one notices her like they're so self-absorbed in their own Mm. business it just makes them feel all the less human because mm. I feel like we do have that tendency to look over our shoulder and notice if someone is following us. But these people, whoever they are, they don't have that same like self-preservation instinct. Mm. They're acting yeah. weird. 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 Yes. Weird. Weird. That's a fun word. It is. Oh, it's pretty weird. Uh, she followed them all day. Strange meetings, strange people. Matthew uh, taking Elizabeth to a psychiatrist friend. Elizabeth says she lived in the city her whole life. Well, all right. Whatever, dude. I need to brag, I guess. Uh, everybody's different. <laughs> all right. Something's different. Uh, like the whole city changed overnight. Okay. Matthew starts telling Elizabeth a joke. He already told her before. <laughs> Fucking... He's still putting. He's still. Uh, he's still going after it here. Yeah, way um, to ruin the joke, by the way, Elizabeth. Just saying, I've heard this yeah. one before. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, I like Matthew. I like his character, Matthew. He's like, I do too. He's still freaked out, even though he doesn't one hundred percent believe her, but he's still willing to, you know, listen. Uh, yeah, listen and trying to calm down everything, you know. Not berate her and tell her she's crazy, you know, <laughs> crazy woman. <laughs> He, he, he just does it subtly, like, let me yeah, take yeah. you to my psychiatrist. Yeah, it, that's a, probably a very kind way to yeah. do that. It's still in a helping way, you know, not like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're crazy, bitch. Like that. Crazy. Slash, smacker. <laughs> You're hysterical. You're yeah, yeah. So th- th- that happens. And like, a guy jumps on their car like a zombie apocalypse, you know. But he jumps on the car, he's like, oh, they're coming. They're coming. Ah... You're next. They're coming to get you. That's how he says it. You're next. Anyway, man chased by a mob. Yeah. Yeah. He was Mm -hmm. one of the actors in the original. Oh. Yeah. His name is Kevin McCarthy. He starred in the original movie. And the scene at the very end of that movie is this same scene, Mm. but from his perspective. 
and he's like on the highway shouting, they're coming, they're here, they're here, they're everywhere, they're Aww. all around us. <laughs> and That's so, awesome. yeah, it's super cool that they included that same moment again. That's how the original ends, though. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so, I, I, look, the movie is like 70 years old yeah, now. I, <laughs> I think the time for spoilers has passed. But the the movie ends with that scene, or it was at least intended to, and yeah. the studio said, no, 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 this is super dark. We can't allow this. So they forced a bookend on the beginning and end of the movie where Kevin McCarthy's character is found in a doctor's office and like a psychiatrist is listening to his story and so he is found at the end of the movie on the highway and brought into this doctor's office which we saw at the beginning and then the psychiatrist hears something that makes him take him seriously and they're like call out the national guard call everybody (laughs) call the fbi we'll take care of this close down all the highways so the movie ends on a a more positive note um Mm. than that final scene suggested uh, even though that wasn't the director's original intention so people like mm. to say that it's like a continuation from the original movie like he's been running this whole time warning people oh that's a cool idea yeah I love that. mm. that's good that's cool great now i gotta watch all the movies all the remakes to <laughs> so i'm actually interested in how they handle like how different or you know maybe it's you know how how similar they are anyway Yes, the man chased by a mom, and then he's immediately run over and dies. Jesus Christ, that sucks. I will also say, this is the first time we hear the scream that becomes such a big part of the movie later on, and it's really well done because it's very subtle, and it sounds like it might be traffic noise or something like that, but this is is the first time we hear that sound effect, which was done, as was all of the sound design for the movie, by Ben Burt, who is a very famous sound effects guy. He did Star Wars the year before. He did all of the noises for the droids and spaceships and things like that and had a career for decades afterwards as well. So he was very heavily involved in both of those sci-fi franchises as a result. Amazing. Damn. And I think it was like a, um, yeah, (laughs) sounds good, like good money if you can get it. Yeah. I I think the scream was a mixture of various like animal sounds and human voices. So it sounds a lot like a squealing pig, which I know you guys talked about in the sound design portion of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mm. as well. Like Mm. it has very similar kind of animalistic qualities to some of the sound design. You want to try to imitate it? No. (laughs) Nah. Damn. Pass up on that one here. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so he's dead. Nice. <laughs> Great. Yeah, and they just drive right by saying, the policeman will help. Like, yeah. yeah. Great. Good work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the party. Everybody's partying it up like it's 1970-something. I don't know when this movie come out. 78. <laughs> 78 exactly it's uh, it's more like a book release type yeah, thing yeah, isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah it's very like formal and nerdy <laughs> <laughs> bunch of nerds it's one of them high yeah, yeah. parties that's one of our kind of scenes honestly oh yeah i would be at that party in a heartbeat that sounds amazing yeah i love a book signing type of type of deal. depends 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 yeah. i mean not for this guy though fuck no, this no, guy no. 
It's not even any food. I didn't see any food laid out. No, no food, no, no drinks. That's a, just that's books. a no for me. It's a no for me. And pseudo psychology. Yeah. God, imagine going to a party with no food. Jesus Christ, bro. I <laughs> get out of here. Oh my God. Awful. Anyway, uh, so yeah, they get to the whatever it is party, celebration, whatever. Bro. And we get to my guy, everybody's favorite, Jeff Goldblum walks up. Hell yeah. Playing Jack. A guy who hates, uh, is it Kibner or something? David Kibner or something? Yeah, yeah. David anyway. Kibner. Yeah, yeah. I just call, yeah. Jack hates him so much. And I love, <laughs> I love Jack's character because he's always arguing with everybody. Uh, so, yeah, so you got, Jack comes up, played by Jeff Goldblum, and starts just hating on David, the psychiatrist whose whole party this is. <laughs> Saying that the book is trash, yeah, yeah. that he tosses one out every six months and people eat it up. <laughs> It becomes very clear very quickly that Jack is also an author and his yeah, books yeah, are not yeah. doing well. So there's yeah, a little yeah. bit of like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, resentment yeah, there yeah, just yeah. as a result of David's books yeah, doing super yeah. well, despite being populist trash, whereas Jack, I'm sure, considers his books to be real literature. <laughs> he starts arguing with the lady at the party, just a random lady over Kim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I take six months to write a word. And he's like, you take six months to write a book. He's like, oh, okay. Yes, I love this character. Very funny. And I like how he keeps repeating, what's so hard about that? What's so hard about that? And he's like, he just, <laughs> uh, I love it so much. I mean, to be fair, in Jack's defense, when we do hear David talk later, the psychiatrist, yeah, yeah, he's just... which incidentally, Matthew is bringing Elizabeth to go talk to. Mm-hmm. Whenever he speaks, I want to pull my hair out because he just, <laughs> he says a lot of things without saying like nothing at Anything. all. Yeah. Reminds yeah. me of some current politicians, like, just oh. shut up. You're, <laughs> you're saying nothing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Matthew telling his eyewitness account to the police, but Jack is behind him just... Like, yeah. don't tell him your name. Don't tell mm-hmm. him your name. Another great use of a mirror in this scene, yeah. by the way. This, yeah, like, yeah. funhouse mirror that shows that the party is all distorted behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the framing is one, one shot where uh, Jack is to the side of him. Matthew's in the middle, and to the other side is Jack's face all blown up by the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I love that. That's pretty cool. A lot of cool editing in this movie, like the way some shots are shot. It's like, whoa, I didn't expect that. It's very like artistic. It's really cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yes. We see Dr. Kibner played by my favorite. Well, also yeah. like Jeff Goldblum is my favorite. So this was yeah. a dream come true for me. Like to see two <laughs> of my favorites in one film. Two great Jewish men. But yeah, David is played by Leonard Nimoy. That's for all you Trekkies out there. Mm. I was telling Lindsay that it is kind of fun that he is playing a pop psychologist. And then yeah. in real life, in the 60s, there was a pop psychologist called Dr. Spock oh. who wrote a bunch oh, of books yeah. and was like hugely influential. So it was there's the fun like back and forth there between Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock, of course, on Star Trek, mm. mirroring Dr. Spock in our world, mirrored by this character of David Kibner as like a pop psychologist played by Leonard Nimoy. Life imitates mm-hmm. art. Art imitates mm-hmm. life. Mm. Very deep. Yes. And what is he doing right now? He's trying to convince a woman that her husband is her real husband, but she doesn't want to hear it. Cause like everybody says that ain't him. Some <laughs> may write. 
It looks like him, but ain't some man right. That's how they say it with a country accent in San Francisco. <laughs> Back to Matthew for a bit. Police don't want to hear about the accident. Very strange. Very strange. Something's going on. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, Kibner trying to convince the lady. Elizabeth is like... Yeah, David is completely blowing her off and not really saying anything helpful, saying, of course, he's your husband. Elizabeth catches her before yeah. she and her husband leaves and tells her her name and to call her at the health department because she believes her. Mm. It's great mm. that, like, Leonard Nimoy's character is essentially putting on a show for all of the people at his party about, like, <laughs> oh, no, this is a problem that I can solve as right. this great psychologist, Dr. Kibner. Let me deal with this domestic dispute and, like, figure it all out. But, of course, it's still this, like, very vapid misunderstanding of what the situation actually is and he's not really listening to her mm. in terms of what she's trying to say to him which just proves again that he is not a good psychologist yeah he was pissing me off <laughs> he really was <laughs> yeah i was like why is matthew friends with this jerk so yes matthew elizabeth and kibner go outside and talk and kibner tells jack kind of just to leave him behind <laughs> he's like oh yeah somebody over there you, you want to talk about your book or something i don't know <laughs> and it's whatever <laughs> kibner saying that people is he trying to cure elizabeth this whole time or something i don't know it's weird he it's says weird he method. is jack comes up <laughs> And he pushes him to the wall for some reason. Jack comes out and David attacks him suddenly. Yeah, yeah. But it's just to make some stupid, weird pop psychologist point. Like, all the stupid stuff he's saying to Elizabeth, him attacking David, was to prove his point that people withdraw and don't want to deal with emotions involved in relationships. It, it, didn't, re it didn't prove his point at all, and... <laughs> the point he was trying to make in the first place wasn't relevant to Elizabeth's problem. So he was yeah. basically just like trying to convince Elizabeth that this problem was all her. Mm. Very much so. Yeah. And he thinks Elizabeth is just wanting to distance herself from her boyfriend. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. you could just say, you don't want to be in that relationship anymore. You can just leave that <laughs> instead of trying to convince her to stay. But whatever. Yeah. You know? Uh, weird treatment. <laughs> Even Jack's like, Whoa, what's pushing me against the wall got to do with her treatment? I love Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Concludes, oh, his conclusion that Elizabeth wants to believe Jeffrey has changed because she wants an excuse to get out. It's like, well, if that's, I mean, just get out then. <laughs> well, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even yeah. know Jeffrey, so he hasn't been able yeah. to, like, see the full story. Man. Yeah. I love Leonard Nimoy, and I hated his character so much. <laughs> yeah. Kibner says that a lot of people are going through this. Oh, like a hallucinatory flu, he says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mass which is hysteria. also contradictory to the whole points he was making before. Like, which is it? It can't be both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just Stupid people. idiot. <laughs> you idiot. The awful thing is that you can totally see people buying this though yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it just sounds real enough that someone is going to be like oh yeah sure that makes total sense Dr. Kim. <laughs> yeah. he says it with such confidence yeah. he must be trustworthy <laughs> oh he's got charisma i need some of that he says words pretty <laughs> he wears a turtleneck right that means he's trustworthy <laughs> yeah and tells matthew to take elizabeth home 
I like he says it twice, like, hey, and take her home in case you're you're up to something. <laughs> in case you want to take <laughs> her to your house, you know. Anyway, Jack goes, oh, we got the mud bath scene, my favorite. <laughs> this is awesome. I love this so much. So Jack goes to the mud bath and we see Nancy. Did anyone uh, recognize Nancy? I did not. Mm-mm. She looks familiar. <laughs> Nancy is played by Veronica Cartwright. The year after this movie came out, she would be Lambert in Alien, the navigator of the Nostromo. Mm, oh, cool. Oh. So she's got mm. kind of a horror movie pedigree. Yeah. Mm. She looks oh. very different in that movie because she cuts her hair really short and dyes it brown. Yeah, I didn't recognize but... her. But she I... plays Jack's wife and she seems to own this spa that he goes to after the book signing. And uh, he's very down and uh, somber. <laughs> and she just knows it immediately. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. And uh, he throws the book down very aggressively. <laughs> so so you know what he's in. And he goes, and oh my God, I love the overdramatic, like slow walk into the med bath. <laughs> the camera behind him, he takes a towel. I love it so much. It's so awesome. And we yeah. see him going behind a curtain. And yeah, yeah. We couldn't tell if that was like a bead of sweat or if it was a. Yeah, it's cool. It's nicely subtle that like, I'm not crying. It's raining. (laughs) It's very much that vibe. Oh my God. I love him. (laughs) Yeah, he's my favorite character of everybody. And we got a guy can't get out of the tub having trouble. Nancy comes, helps him get out. And she massages him. I don't know. I wouldn't take a mud bath. I don't know. I don't know about that. Anyway. Nancy massaging this guy, got music going, it's good for the plants. What plants? You know which ones. The alien ones. <laughs> it's good for the plants. So yeah, Nancy massaging this guy, Jack going in doing his thing, I don't know, a bath or something, I don't know. Just relaxing, and we see Nancy sees Mr. Johnny looking creepy in one of the <laughs> cur- behind the curtain <laughs> things. He does look creepy, <laughs> his eyes and a hat and a bag. She leads him outside and closes the door. And this was this is weird because she closes the door and you think like, oh, shit, he got her, right? Because you hear noises and, weird, and then the lingers on the door and everything. But I thought this was the point of, oh, shit, Nancy's gone. She's done. But it doesn't really happen. Doesn't... Yeah, I will just say quickly before we leave the bathhouse. Oh, yeah. Mr. Gianni talks to her about the book that he's reading which is oh, right, right. kind of yeah. weird, unless you know what the book is, which, I mean, it's still very weird. The book is called Worlds in Collision by Emanuel Velikovsky, which is a pseudoscientific book written in the 1950s, claiming that the planet Venus was ejected from the planet Jupiter and passed by the Earth in like 15,000 BC, and that's why all of these mythological events happened. So it's a classic example of what's called comparative mythology, where you take a look at all of these different mythological traditions or stories and try and like fit them together in a way that mm. is evidence of a historical event happening, which is all, of course, total bullshit. I mean, that's but... basically what ancient aliens <laughs> Yeah, very much ancient yeah, aliens. Yeah. But the mm. reason why I bring it up is that Nancy says that she's read it a couple of times already. <laughs> so we establish immediately that her character yeah. is kooky. She's a little <laughs> weird. She yeah. has some odd beliefs. 
and that kind of undermines her credibility as a witness to everything that happens mm. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the same guy with the book, he had left her a plant before, like that's mentioned. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brad Which I up. think is meant mm. to be like a little... Yeah. Alien. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Nancy... <laughs> Nancy is good. I like I like Nancy. Matthew, yeah, Elizabeth home, walked her inside. Jeffrey brought flowers. That's nice. He shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we really shouldn't have done it. No Jeffrey in sight. You and Matthew and Elizabeth share a, a look. I thought this was, oh, they're going to kiss now. It's like, nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we see Jeffrey hiding like a weirdo, like a creep behind a wall or something, you know, like a thing. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the dark. Very, mm. In the dark. Listening. Waiting. Uh, listening. <laughs> Back to Nancy. Nancy looking for Jack. Sees a body shaped under a sheet. Pulls the sheet thinking it's Jack. And when she sees... What, what does she see? I forget it what It is Jack. Or it's sort well, of Jack. Well, it's sort of Jack. It's Jack-like. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jack-like. Jack-like. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's an uh, unknown body covered in a weird, milky film of slimy skin and fine fibers. Oh, cocoon death. Wow, that was pretty... Dis- that's actually really that's good, like good description. description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like a... That's like a description you write down at the morgue. It's very... It's just very such good. a weird visual effect. And yeah. like, you can't really describe it in full detail, but I, I want the listeners to so badly see this. <laughs> this is the best I can do, listeners. I'm sorry, but just just imagine whatever you want to imagine. Something gross. That's it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Nancy freaks out, r- goes to run, and runs into Jack. Uh, hitting him in the nose. She she hit him in the she nose. She like right? elbows That's him you, in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Jack's reaction when he sees the body. It's like, a, oh, like a very gold bloomy reaction. To <laughs> yeah. It. It's like, oh, I love it. Yeah. So they see it. They freak out. <laughs> Nancy just she hits Jack and then she goes running in circles. Like she just got nowhere to go. I love these two. These two people, Nancy and Jack, they're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're Power just so, couple. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they call Matthew to see the dead body, and Matthew checks in on it. So they they're going over it, <laughs> just looking at it, looking at it. Uh, gross, very gross. And Jack sees there's no fingerprints. Hmm. I thought that was gonna come back. I thought that was gonna be important, but uh, you know, it's just a detail, just adding to the lore, world building. Well- there's a certain stage of fetal development where they don't have fingerprints. And he also says that it's like mm. a fetus. Mm. So I think I think it just adds to the idea of this thing being in development. Yeah. It's human-like, but is it quite there? This is a scene that is also in the 1956 movie where Mr. Belichick discovers a copy of him that is sort of still in development and they do a much worse job of making it look like a a cool (laughs) fetal thing it's just like some basic prosthetics and a bald cap on the (laughs) on the actor literally basic yeah but they also in that movie say like oh it 
it looks half formed it doesn't have fingerprints they in fact they take its fingerprints they try and like get them on a piece of paper with an ink pad Mm. so i think that it's more a reference to that first movie than it is necessarily Mm. because none of the people here are detectives so i don't know why they would look for fingerprints in the first place or what they would do with that information yeah i definitely wouldn't have even noticed if it had fingerprints or not i thought that was going to come back like you can tell if they are alien, like uh, duplicate uh, or not, with the fingerprints. Cool. But yeah, I guess that yeah, doesn't that really cool. work because you have to kind of get up all in their hands, get up all in their hands, or grab their hands to check, and you know that'd be not great. So Matthew calls Elizabeth. This <laughs> is go to always. Uh, we see her pick up the phone. But the camera follows her and the phone to her face and she does not look good. <laughs> She's not in great shape. I thought, oh no, we're losing her. But I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like shedding Gone? skin. Dry. Uh, dry uh, shedding she skin. Like yeah. she needs a, a moisturizer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember what away. she looked like. Go ahead describing it, yeah. At this point, <laughs> again, I'm like, oh shit, we're losing one uh, Elizabeth again. But yeah, we'll see. And Jeffrey just takes the phone and, you know, listens and hangs up. So going through it. Matthew wants to call David Kibner. And we hear Jack say Jack's Why? not feeling great. Because he's a psychiatrist and he knows What's everything. What's he going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we see, we hear Jack say he's not feeling great, which again, I'm like, oh, shit, we're, lo- we're going to lose Jack. <laughs> oh, fuck. And we see the effects already on Jack's face. He again needs a moisturizer. Uh-oh, he's done for. That's what I wrote in my notes. He's done. Uh-oh. He's gone. And Nancy checks on the dead body. It seems clearer. It seems to be clearing up. And it opens its eyes. It opens its eyes. It opens its eyes. Very creepy. And she wakes up Jack so he can see it. And then we see blood coming out of the duplicate's nose. Which is what we're going to call him. Yeah, I love the shot of the duplicate opening its eyes and then closing its eyes. Like, it's very well edited together. That As soon as we see Nancy shake Jack awake, it cuts back to the duplicate and its eyes close again. Nice. Like, there is something about being asleep or being unconscious that affects this change. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go to sleep, boy. Blood. Yes, blood coming out of uh, bodies. Which is interesting. So that means if you hurt yourself, you can hurt the duplicate too. I don't know what that. Well, I guess wants. until it's fully formed. Until it's fully formed, yeah. Because we we heard the lady in the bookshop as well say, Elizabeth said, "Oh, the scar on his neck was it gone?" And she said, "No, it was still there." So they pick up mm. every bit of the physicality of the creatures that they're taking over. Nice. Well. These guys are crazy, crazy aliens, dudes. A little, yeah, little strands reaching out, little fibrous strands reaching out to Jack's hands, and he, they get freaked out. He feels that. Great. Awesome. I love it when a character actually notices something that's happening to them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, he notices that and he freaks out. It's like, yeah. They run into who they run into. Remember? It's David, mm-hmm. right? Yes, they run Dr. into David. Dr. David Kibner jump scaring them. 
everybody's <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, everyone is really on Jesus edge. Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paranoia, paranoia. Uh, Matthew arriving at Elizabeth's house. Uh, nobody answering. Sees Jeffrey through the window with his headphones, and you know, goes through the back, breaks the window, moves the wooden board to get the you know wooden board uh, locking in the door so he he gets in he gets in goes upstairs sees jeffrey moves before he is seen that's cool goes upstairs sees elizabeth you know what jeffrey's watching on tv what is he watching what do you think plants would enjoy watching on tv what's the only thing plants are interested in uh... <laughs> he's literally just like watching the weather channel <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like good. Parametric pressure and temperature <laughs> for the next day. Oh my goodness. Yes. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, Matthew goes and finds Elizabeth, and he sees her with plants all over her. Ah, she's gone. <laughs> and she's, and she's naked. Ah, naked. And lady. she's no nipples. Ah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> We go through three emotions. The last so thing to form. <laughs> go nipples through the and three stages. Three stages. <laughs> yeah. Body, uh, face, nipples. Oh my goodness. Oh no. But it's not really Elizabeth. She is the duplicate. Looks to the side, sees the real Elizabeth with nipples on the bed, trying to wake her, but she's not naked. She's <laughs> <laughs> not naked, though. She's <laughs> not naked. <laughs> Not naked. Nipples and all. Nipples and all. Trying to wake her up. Here's Jeffrey coming. Matthew hides. Jeffrey leaves. Matthew picks up Elizabeth. Get her out of there. Manages to get her out of the house to her car. And, you know, they drive out of there. Get her out of there. It's a rescue mission. Successful. She He got her out of there. Nice. And uh, we hear our second scream of the movie as they leave the house. Mm. I wish one of us could imitate it. Yeah, I never. Can you put in clips later of like the scream. Edit yeah, I can put in yeah, the yeah, scream. Yeah. That'd be Stratton. amazing. Uh, edit in a clip of the scream from Invasion of the Body Snatchers right here. <laughs> Great. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so he's gone. Uh, they're gone. Um, cut back to the mud house. David Kibner, Mr. Kibner, Dr. Kibner says there is nobody there. Jack and Nancy and Kibner check. Jack says there is something in one of the mud baths where all the bubbles coming in from. Some's in there, so he goes to check. Nothing comes out of that either. <laughs> Just says that, but nothing nothing really happens there. Nancy finds an open window. None of them opened. Matthew and Elizabeth at the bathhouse. So all the warriors are here. We are, are, all our group is here. Matthew, Elizabeth, Jack, Nancy, and David. Everybody's here. But Matthew calls the police. Oh, come on, bro. He keeps calling the wrong people, the Even police people. and David. <laughs> None of these people are helpful. Come on, bro. Nah, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I yeah. love this part. David speculates that maybe it's one of Jack's friends playing a prank on them. And right. Jack says very morosely, yeah. I don't have any friends. He's <laughs> yeah, like, well, maybe it's an enemy. It's like, okay. <laughs> I like that. He was like, "You know, that's crazy. I don't have any friends. You idiot." 
Come on. Get your head together. Oh, yeah. He says it more matter-of-factly, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's hey, that's uh, fair enough. He's a man though. that knows himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd hang out with Jack. He was awesome. He might get annoying after a while, but yeah, it's whatever. Uh, anyway, Nancy taking Elizabeth to Matthew's. Police come. Matthew takes them to Jeffrey's house. Show them Elizabeth's double, but obviously it ain't there. And Matthew try I just wrote here, Matthew tries to explain himself, but he sounds insane. Which honestly, I can't blame everybody for thinking he sounds crazy. Honestly, he's trying to explain what happened. And nobody can get it. I love how in the yeah, yeah. little greenhouse inside there's this weird like conglomeration of flower pots and things that very yeah. vaguely resembles a human person like yeah. you would have to be completely insane to think it's one but yeah. obviously jeffrey like arranged that before the cops yeah. arrived <laughs> and the cops are like okay so you took elizabeth from here and he points to the, the no 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 he's like i love it i love the miscommunication it's like it's like, oh my god, bro. <laughs> and David comes in. David actually helps him not go to jail. <laughs> He's like, sorry, officer. He's having like an emotional break. And Matthew's like, no, I'm not. It's like, oh god, come on, Matthew. <laughs> don't, <laughs> Take the don't out say. when you can get in. <laughs> yeah. Matthew, don't go to jail, Matthew. Come on. Yeah. And yeah, so there's no second body. And yeah, they all leave. Kimner kind of helps Matthew explain himself. He's just emotional right now. And he's like, Jeffrey does not press any charges, I guess, yeah. The next day, and we hear, <laughs> I like this a lot. Uh, the next day, Kibner, listening to everybody's story on the couch with his hands on his head. He's like, uh, Pretentious piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it so much because honestly, it is a crazy story. <laughs> and he's like, so, you know. I don't blame anybody for not believing it here. Kibner listening to everybody's story. He's like, okay, so body at the baths. Nancy saw it open its eyes. Jack saw its nosebleed and must have been alive. Matthew says, it's, uh, I'm not human. He's like, how do you know it's not human? He's like, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth says people are being duplicated. And Kibner not believing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we still got pretty much everybody believing except Kebner or David, you know, which I think at this point, I don't know at what point, but I don't know. I, I can't tell if he's all good or, or not because he's still like showing he's kind of showing emotion because he's like the head and hand in his head, like on the couch, like yeah. sighing. Yeah. So like, he still... seems to be human, but he seems sus at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think still... part of it, too, is, like, his fix for every problem is you need sleep. Mm. Yeah, once he starts mm -hmm. getting there. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good fucking point. Yeah, so everybody's on edge. Everybody's on edge. They're paranoid. Kibner says he believes Matthew. Matthew wants Kibner to ask the mayor, who is a patient of his, to accept his phone call and Kebner says yes. Okay, so okay, so immediately after this whole scene where it is uh Kebner leaves, gets in his car, and who's in his car? <laughs> so I'm now even more confused now. That is Yeah, weird. it's the lieutenant and Jeffrey. So, so the three of them all get into the car together. That's when it's like 
hella suspicious. So he's an alien, I guess, but he's, so he's already a pod dude. But he can kind of show him emo- unless the only well, emotion they can show is like. So at this point in the movie, I didn't immediately assume that he was a pod person. I thought just he was a human who was working with the pod people. Maybe. Just like in They Live when we see those humans making an alliance with the aliens against right. the rest of humanity. That's what I assumed was going on here. Yeah, that makes sense here. Fucking sold us out. Sell out. I think my understanding is that he is a pod person, but being a psychologist, even a really crappy pop psychologist, as we sort of had determined earlier, because the pod people retain memories and experience of themselves or the, the people that they were before, the David Kibner alien is able to mimic human emotions to a greater extent than the other ones are able to just as a result of that. Mm. Well, my, my other theory is that we see him like this from the beginning that we see David. He's always like this. So my other theory was that he was, he turned into a pod person like before the film even begins. I think that's absolutely right. And so he's had a lot longer amount of time to, I guess, quote unquote, evolve into this form of pod person. Because I think with time, a pod person would be able to fake human traits as well as he does. Mm. Yeah, that's really possible. I buy that. It's good. (laughs) It's good theories here. I like the idea. He sold this out. There's always got to be one human that sells out the rest of the humans. Yeah. I, don't know. I, like I mean, that's that what he did anyway before he even yeah. became a pod person was be a sellout. Yeah. Shilling these horrible books that people just gobble up gobble and then up. he shoots them out every six months, as Jack said. I'm on Jack's side here. Sorry. This guy's a, yeah. he's a phony. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh yeah, so Kibner in the car with Jeffrey and another dude fucking inside the house we see Jack hold one of the alien flower pods. Elizabeth recognizes it. And Nancy recognizes they tell Jack to put it down and immediately I like Jack, but he does seem to just <laughs> argue with everybody with about everything. He's like, Why? He's like, Oh It smells good. <laughs> just everything is an argument. It's crazy. <laughs> So, uh, there are not any any of the books she's looked into. These flowers are growing like parasites all over. Great, awesome. And Nancy calls it. <laughs> calls it. She's like, maybe it's from space. Nice, got it right in the head. Yes, ding, ding, ding. You win. And Jack is like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> it's not from space. I like Nancy's theory. It's like, well, yeah, well, we've been looking for metal ships, but what if they were just like this? Like, uh, mm. it's a good point. Good point. It's actually a good point. So, uh, it would never even notice if they infect through touch or fragrance, which is a good point. How, uh, it's like, I guess they just choose a human, and just when they go to sleep, they just do that. that it's crazy. Weird way of duplicating, because, you know... I don't know. It's weird. But it seems like you you yeah. sort of said this before, Miguel, but it's like yeah. the humans do all the work for them. They have yeah, a nice fragrance, true. so people pick them up anyway. Yeah. So that's true. they're always going to be in proximity to people. Mm. Yeah. And I think I don't know if they like read people's brain waves or how exactly they get the 
pattern for people but it definitely seems to be a proximity thing mm. like you need to be close to a person for the pod to turn into a duplicate and it goes along with what nancy was saying earlier in the movie too how like plants can hear and that's why she plays music for her plants it goes in line with that idea that plants can hear mm. us <laughs> That's why I tell my plants I love you, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Just oh in my case. god. I'd be so sad if I got killed by a plant. Oh my god. Uh, later, Matthew calling Kebner again. <laughs> Kebner not answering. Yeah, we we know. Elizabeth wants to analyze the flower, and she's getting stonewalled by a dude named Alan blocking her efforts. Says he'll do the test for her. Just kind of, you know Do what she? it's all about. Yeah. yeah. You know what's going on here. She's been slacking. <laughs> <laughs> health, health department calls Matthew back, wants to meet in Union Square. And we just get a, a montage of Matthew getting calls all throughout the day, being it's just a wild goose chase of phone calls and being told to go to places where nobody is in it. And I like the way it's shot this whole s- sequence because it's you can mm. feel like the world closing in on him, just the paranoia pressure. setting mm. in, yeah, pressure and everything. Because no one yeah. is paying attention, no one is listening to him. Yeah. Everyone is giving yeah. him the run around. Yeah, literally, <laughs> he's running around yeah. everywhere. <laughs> They're either telling him things like he's just drawing conclusions, or they pointedly tell him not to mention the duplicate bodies. And there's other people telling him that he's just being paranoid, and other yeah. people telling him just to not say anything at all. Like, it's a whole lot of different responses, but all disregarding mm-hmm. what he's trying to tell them. Yeah. And again, you can totally imagine this exact thing happening in real life oh yeah oh yeah like it, it does not feel unrealistic for even a real person to be giving the answers that he is getting yeah yeah it's uh, a little too real yeah <laughs> yeah just a great sequence i love that it's very well shot i love it at the laundry again <laughs> See the husband now saying his wife is better with a big old mm-hmm. oh, smile on his face. Uh-oh. So creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody who is suspicious of the duplicates before now are much better. I wonder why. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's happening. Later, we see Jack checking radio. No signal. Can't get anything weird. Radio. Like, not even any station, like music station or anything. Like, they're not even calling out for help or anything. Just regular radio, nothing, no signal. Uh-oh. Oh, that would be creepy. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Feel cut Can off from he? the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was the aim of the pod people as well, to, like, take over communications and members of the government first, mm. the police so that they can stop people from contacting the outside world or getting the news out about what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody is in there. Kibner gives Elizabeth some medication. Uh-oh. Weirdly. Like, it's very... just gives it to her, and they're just staring at each other, and she drinks it. It's like, okay, dude. All right, back off, bro. Sorry to give us some space here. I think it's a sleeping pill. Mm-hmm. Sleeping pill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeping pill. I was hoping she would be a lot more paranoid about it and just like hide it under her tongue and pretend to swallow yeah. it or something. 
That's what I would have done, but I didn't trust this <laughs> David guy from the time that <laughs> I, I didn't meet him. But yeah, Kimner tells Matthew to get some sleep. He's done everything he can, and Matthew locks the gate outside. Matthew's sitting outside in a chair, very relaxed. You know, got a nice garden. Mm. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I bet that property is worth millions in San Francisco mm. now. <laughs> I could never live in a city fire. Oh, man. We see white tendrils reach up. coming to get him. He's coming to get you. Uh, we see him being duplicated. And this whole sequence, this whole sequence is a long sequence of him being duplicated. And we see in oh, detail how it's done. It? Yes, yes, yes. Go for it. Okay. So he nods off. So as you said, we see the plant tendrils sort of sneak across the ground very quietly, very very creepily up his arm. And then a giant seed pod opens and moves closer to him and more and more plant tendrils spread out. And then a giant blossom with a fleshy center appears. Such a creepy, nasty like effect it's so well done it's like moist and fleshy pulsating yeah <laughs> it looks like it's breathing nasty and it births it fucking births this plant fleshy thing it births a gross gasping human-like fetus and then there's like a bunch of them on the ground and all seem to be duplicates of matthew elizabeth nancy and jack mm-hmm and it's worth noting that there are exactly four pods for the four people that we know are in the house. So obviously they were planted here probably by David yeah. Yeah. to catch them that night when everyone is asleep. That bastard. Mm-hmm. Gross. That was, the only, that was the only word I wrote for this whole sequence. Like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, being birthed. And when you say birth, we mean birthed yeah like there. pretty literally yeah gross <laughs> oh. Oh. it's beautiful oh. it's beautiful <laughs> just gave me this crazy look <laughs> the effects are really well done like practical effects like the body mm. so it's oh, yeah ouch oh. <laughs> anyway. nancy screaming wakes matthew up he's like matthew matthew miss how she wakes matthew up and he gets up, surviving it, wakes the others up. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's like, we just kind of, yeah, oh, my God. I'm still on the birthing scene. That's crazy, bro. That's <laughs> way I'm just trying to go get past it here. Yeah, so now yeah, we wakes cannot Matthew. understate how gross it is. <laughs> yeah, and it goes for a while, too. I like how long they, you know, lingered on it, too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Then I wonder, the, the original like flowers look like that that they open up that way too like when um they, so in the original they're more like or in the uh 56 version they're more like seed pods almost and so they split open rather than having these flowers that bloom mm. but they do like produce this sort of foam and then from the foam crawl out these like humanoid things it's it's not as disturbing as the 78 one that we watched but it's still pretty effective were they still naked they were still naked although we did not see any uh (laughs) we did not see whether there were nipples on any of these (laughs) (laughs) okay i was just wondering because this this looked a lot like the alien egg like the way it does Mm -hmm. it 
like that mm-hmm. way. I was wondering like who if some, you know, inspiration, you know, whatever. But after Nancy wakes up Matthew, this is also when she yes. establishes this is how they get you. They get you when you're asleep. <laughs> Sleeping. I like that Nancy's helpful. Yeah, so yeah. Much. Nancy is just she is a, a survivor, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she does immediately she got in her conspiracy bag and she's ready for this. Honestly, mm-hmm. she probably was the one most ready for this because she was probably waiting, you know, believes all the kooky stuff and now yeah. crazy stuff is happening. So she was probably ready for it forever. Uh, yeah, so he wakes up, wakes the others up. Uh, Nancy goes to wake up Elizabeth. Takes a while because, you know, I'm sleeping pill, but she gets up. Matthew calls the police. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Keep it up, dude. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no next time it'll you. work for sure. <laughs> That's worked each time, Matthew. They think you're crazy, man. Uh, and they know his name. Uh oh. Now Matthew mm. sees something going oh, on. Oh fuck! That's right. I didn't tell you my name. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell you my name. Uh oh. And Jack tells him oh. to hang up. He hangs up. Uh oh. Nancy says they're all in on it. Oh. Yeah. It's so creepy. Says, it looks strapped. I've got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew says you'll call a friend in DC, which I thought was gonna be a thing again, but the, I don't think the call go, goes through, right? He never. He, yeah, he, he, he tries to call the number, yeah. and they yeah. say that it can't go through. Yeah, and outside the police are barricading the street. Oh shit! And Uh-oh. the trash trucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More trash trucks around. Yeah, uh, trying to lock the men. Uh, yeah, call not going through direct. You know, you get an operator. Okay. Police running up to their place and then Matthew leads them outside through the back or through somewhere some other exit Matthew hangs back to kill the duplicates it goes to kill uh, Elizabeth's duplicate but not can't do it he can't do I can't do it man and go <laughs> only only able to kill the duplicate of himself just brutal it's, honestly yeah yeah boy yeah. that is a super yeah. moving moment where he like looks himself in the face and has to kill himself yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it also it's, is like more obvious than ever that he has feelings for elizabeth and that's oh why yeah he, i mean i mean yes <laughs> yeah if you haven't figured it out by now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, it's hard i feel like this is my favorite this is my second favorite uh, couple in a horror film, I think. Yeah. After a Werewolf in London couple. They are uh, great. American Werewolf in London. Speaking of which... I love romance, are... okay? I have to bring <laughs> yeah. up all the couples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Jack and Nancy are also cute. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he smashes the duplicate's head in with uh, something. I forgot what he used, but something. It's like a hoe. Yeah, yeah it's a hoe. Uh-huh. A garden hoe. Not like what a- you call me? No. <laughs> <laughs> what you call me? No. Anyway, the duplicates see see him kill, and then we hear the scream. As we hear the mob scream now, very clear scream, and they run away, running, 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 running. They hide behind some stairs, evading the duplicates. They run into a dead end chain link fence. I don't know. You could climb it, but I don't know. I guess they weren't as fit back then in the 70s <laughs> <laughs> didn't do any exercise <laughs> so they can climb the chain link fence anyway jack says he'll come back with help he makes all the duplicates chase after him 
and Nancy Nancy ran behind him, right? Did she, yeah, yeah, Nancy ran by. Yeah, she, she followed him. What a hero. A hero, but what was the plan? I don't How know. Did... I think he was just being um I think he was yeah. just distracting them from Elizabeth yeah. and Matthew. Yeah. He was I doing mean... his job as a secondary character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well he said he would come back with help. So from where? I don't know. I, uh, nice, good sacrifice, but I would have at least would have liked him to at least form some kind of a bones of a plan at least, because <laughs> this just seems like oh my god. I mean, he says he'll come back with help, but now, I don't know. He's no helper. Yeah, maybe anyway. better to like not split up the group. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Nancy runs after him, and again, I was like, oh, Jack and Nancy gone. <laughs> Fuck it. That's the last time we're seeing them. All right. Group is separated. Yeah. Um, we see Matthew and Elizabeth walking together down the street, trying to fit in like the, it was a good, uh, fake out. Cause I didn't even notice what they were wearing. So I thought the people walking at first was, uh, Matthew and Elizabeth. And then we see Matthew and Elizabeth for real walking mm. down the street, trying to fit in like the, uh, like the duplicates here. They do such a bad job. <laughs> they only <laughs> last for like 10 seconds. <laughs> That shot of just their feet, like mm -hmm. walking and then getting faster and faster before they break into mm -hmm. a run is such mm -hmm. a great, like tense moment because yeah. you're not sure because you can't see their faces. Mm. You can't see the faces of anyone who's following them. You're not sure if it's working, like if they're actually getting away <laughs> with it until they break into the run mm. and you're like, oh no, okay, <laughs> we're back to it. <laughs> yeah, they are yeah, sniffed out by the duplicates and start being chased after them. They get in a taxi. Taxi? Crazy taxi. Uh, they want to go to the airport. Matthew says they are meeting someone coming in from Boston. I can't do a Boston accent. Look at that. Speaking uh, of the taxi, when they're going to yeah. the airport, the driver of the taxi is Don Siegel, the director of the 1956 movie. Oh, wow. crazy. Wow, that was really cool. That's cool they yeah. brought back just those like Easter eggs for anybody that knew. Anyway. And when, and when he reports in on his radio, he calls his two passengers Type H. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was hoping somebody oh, would mention wow. that. I get it. Like human. Oh. Yeah. That's what it is, right? <laughs> okay. Just yeah. Make yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure we're all on the same page. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that would have freaked it. me out immediately. The fact that elizabeth and matthew didn't immediately like open their car doors and like throw themselves out <laughs> they're bad at surviving well, not like nancy well they had a police roadblock <laughs> and they kind of do what you said <laughs> the police come up and guys like and they're in the back and we see in the back like a fucking cartoon just the door yeah. swinging because <laughs> they were they were <laughs> there's there. nobody there i like that a lot very cartoon yeah me too like, yeah. I guess that would be a good time to escape, though, when he's distracted. I don't know. Yeah. I would have booked it immediately. I, yeah. Definitely while the car is stopped is a safer time to jump out than when they're driving. <laughs> I would have broken my legs. <laughs> yeah. Great running away there. It would have been for nothing. They would just catch me because my legs are broken. Hey, man, you got to roll. You're <laughs> jump out drag of the main car. Drag my body across the ground <laughs> yeah. with my working hit, arms. Hit the roll in there. Again, like catching the arrow, I feel like I could just handle rolling out of a moving car for no reason. I feel like I've watched <laughs> enough movies to know how to do it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, anyway, what happens next? 
they run and they see the banjo player busker from the beginning of the movie and his dog on the ground oh infected yeah, yeah. yeah they got replicated and this is the one thing that pays off after i'm glad this yeah <laughs> this pays off okay nice something that actually something that was introduced and we actually get a little bit after it so they arrive at their office police come in searching they hide you know it just is. to note when they walk past the banjo player matthew kicks the pod Oh yeah, <laughs> which causes it to like leak some fluid. Yeah. Out of it. Why do you kick and, uh, it? I think just, just as it. like an act of defiance oh, against okay. <laughs> their new masters. You're not gonna get me, your little kick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, such a badass, Matthew. <laughs> and I love uh, the dog is also sleeping. I love the just cute yeah. sleeping dog. And anyway, so they get yeah. So police come in searching. They hide. And Elizabeth and Matthew kiss finally. Great. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Great. Awesome. The tension was there since the beginning immediately. So good. Anyway, Matthew hears hustle and bustle outside. And we see outside. Huge crowd outside just taking stuff out of buildings. I never got that. They just take stuff. They're seed pods. Yeah, they're distributing pods. Hmm. Matthew says they have to stay awake. A phone rings. They don't pick it up. Elizabeth gives speed yeah. <laughs> to Matthew. I love that. It was just no nonchalant. Just, what is it? Speed. Okay. They take five <laughs> pills of speed. <laughs> awesome. How many should you take? One. Okay, take five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro. And who comes in? Our friends. Jack and Not Kevin walk friend. in. <laughs> Jack is... Jack Kibner oh, walks in immediately. Yeah, but... yeah, Jack walks in. Kibner walks in. Yeah, you know what happens. They mm-hmm. ain't right. And a bunch of other duplicates <laughs> walk in too. <laughs> and they got him. Well, I guess the movie's over. That's, that's so it. So much for Jack's plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. What was his plan? Uh, his plan was to go to Kibner, wasn't it? <laughs> Everybody <Yeah>. goes to <laughs> God damn it. He went to Kibner for help and got infected. God damn it. Uh, and a bunch of yeah duplicates walk in and, and just you know and Kibner they hold them down hold Matthew and um, Elizabeth down and Kibner injects Elizabeth and then Matthew with something I don't know what it's another sleeping drug yeah 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 and then Kibner gives some exposition <laughs> exposition dumb here he's like we came here from a dying world drifting through the universe pushed on by solar winds adapt survive function of life is to survive ah shut up Matthew pushes Kibner <laughs> into jail <laughs> he's like whatever dude enough of that Matthew pushes Kibner into Jack ow Elizabeth smashes a bottle on Kibner's head crash <laughs> ah. and then Matthew stabs Jack in the back of the head with the darts, which is crazy. <laughs> mm, yeah, we saw him pick up those darts earlier, like to defend himself. That's all crazy. Right, all right, you <laughs> got some, a... you got some moves, Matthew. I see you. <laughs> that was crazy with a dart. That's crazy. I think it was multiple darts, maybe like all yeah. shoved in one concentrated area. Mm. But yeah, Jack is dead. So I guess I don't know. Maybe we know oh, matthew puts kevner in the freezer <laughs> it's a weird line it's a, puts him in the freezer just locks him in there yeah trying to find a way to get out of the building they make well you know they make a run for it down all the stairs and they run into nancy who's looking mad and we see oh shit is she infected 
maybe uh nancy says she lost jack they got separated suspicious you never i'm never never buying that <laughs> never buying. come on and uh, she says she's been hiding among them for hours you just have to show no emotion they can be tricked okay i'm starting to believe you now yeah yeah so that's a good yeah yeah mm. yeah i just got to show no emotion which is hard for elizabeth because she's <laughs> She's emotional. She's no, I mean, she's the one whose stuff always happens to her, and they get caught. <laughs> she doesn't have a good poker face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nancy, Matthew, Elizabeth, get outside. Duplicate Jeffrey and other dude checking in on noise they heard from Kibner, I guess. And here we see the dog again. And how is this dog yes. looking? Weird duplicate of the dog. How's it? How did it turn out? <laughs> this was the freakiest thing yeah. potentially in the whole movie. It was when this happened. I think yes. I probably whipped my head around towards Stratton because I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" The dog from before runs up, and he's got the face of the banjo player. It's a dog with a human face. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> that was awesome. I did not that expect was awesome. that. That that caught me off guard. I was like, "Whoa." whoa and how do you know. how do you not express some sort of emotion when you yeah. see something yeah. godly like, like that i do not blame elizabeth for crying out in that moment it's an abomination yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah elizabeth freaked out uh it nancy does, took it in stride though yeah it's like freakier than the dog person in full metal I think alchemist it's just about exactly as freaky i think it's that. freakier yeah. This oh was a goodness. real dog, not real, but it was like it was <laughs> it was more real. It wasn't animated. It was real. It was. I mean, it was a real dog wearing like a human mask. Something. Yeah. That's freaky. Oh man, crazy. Nancy. Uh, uh, yeah. Elizabeth screams. They get detected. Uh, so Elizabeth and Matthew make a run for it. Mob after them. Nancy still undetected. Great poker face. She's going somewhere. I don't know where she's going. Just hiding, I guess. Elizabeth and Matthew hop onto the back of a truck, chased by mob. Where are they headed? Don't know. Where are they going? Oh, fuck. Don't know. Truck stops, <laughs> and it's being filled with flower pods. Yes. So it's a... Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? It's the worst place they could possibly yeah. be delivered to. <laughs> Have we gotten past the point where, like, we're, we've been hearing all of the people on loudspeakers saying those with families in Sacramento line up over here, those with families yeah. mm. and loved ones. Oh, wow. So it's clear yeah. that these pods, which people are lining up to collect, are being distributed from San Francisco out to mm. the rest of the world. And so if you have family or loved ones that you could send a pod to or take it to physically, then that's how they're doing it, is they're using your loved ones to continue to try and trick you yeah which going is dark. global now it is dark going worldwide now yeah so they get out of the truck try to go undetected and elizabeth sprains her ankle or you know something wrong with her ankle something wrong with her matthew carries her and they trip and fall into some shrubbery <laughs> shrubbery. shrubbery matthew says he loves her cool they hear music i will say the yeah. acting by donald sutherland for those mm -hmm. i love you's is so yeah. heart-wrenching like you really yeah. feel the desperation in matthew as he's like i've wanted to say this for years yeah. and i will never get another chance so i'm gonna say it and i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna say it with all of my heart just like 
yeah, you really maybe. feel that in maybe his he really loved her she was she was cute <laughs> she looked like she looked right. a lot like the actress that was in uh black christmas what's her name oh right. Margot yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she had a very yeah. similar face mm. <laughs> i like her face so then we start hearing amazing grace on the bagpipes yeah which mm. I, I never really it's creepy as shit but i never really understood <laughs> why well in the moment it felt very help uh hopeful because in my mind at least matthew hears them and he realizes that they're near the water and that the music is coming from ships i think in his head he was like oh Aliens don't play music. That's yeah, a human exactly. thing. And it's we, Amazing Grace, the most hopeful song to exist in all of humanity. There's goddamn humans nearby. I'm safe. I'm safe. Yeah. We had heard earlier that all of the radio stations in San Francisco are dead. Yeah, that's like, true As soon too. as an alien takes over the radio station, they have no need for music, so they just stop playing it. So the fact that he hears the music at all is like an incredibly hopeful thing. Yeah. That it means that these are people rather than anything else. Yeah. But Giant ships. Giant yeah. ships. So Matthew says they can get away on the ship. So Matthew goes to investigate and sees huge pods. amount of flower pods. Yeah, flower pods being put <sighs> on the pods. ship. This is going, we're going worldwide. This is not just local. <laughs> Going worldwide here. And the music is immediately switched off. And it's turned to the weather station, the only station the plants care about. (laughs) (laughs) So so Matthew goes back to Elizabeth. Sees her asleep. Uh Uh-oh. Fuck. No, no, no. Tries to wake her. Uh Uh-oh. She ain't waking up. Uh Uh-oh. He has her in his arms. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happens? She, like, dissolves into dust. Mm. through a really cool effect where they they yeah. sort of peel the skin off of her face and like crumples yeah, in on itself. They've got like I think the yeah. way that they did it is they used fishing line or something crossed over her face so it could be pulled inwards and made to look like she was collapsing from the inside out. It's really well done. It's disturbing. Yeah. And then we hear Elizabeth's voice and see a naked duplicate of Elizabeth trying to convince Matthew to go to sleep. With nipples. With nipples, yes. <laughs> I was about to ask. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice, yes. And go to sleep, Matthew. Nothing to be afraid of. It's painless. They were right. It's painless. It's good. Mm. Sleep. Sleep. Oh, just... Matthew. 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 Hey. Okay. <laughs> just be like, okay. <laughs> Don't give in, Miguel. No, no, no. He wants no, the aliens fine. to come. No, no, no. Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. He can't that be picky, fun. Miguel. Yeah, I can, actually. <laughs> I can. Actually, I can. Yeah. Pretty In the alien movies, we've done Miguel wanted to be a part of it. Even though no, he wants no. to be a part of me and alien. Yeah. They Live is cool. the only movie we've watched where miguel was like i would join in oh yeah He'd yeah because it's yeah, it's not, not that bad honestly i mean they're not well, taking for them, yeah, yeah for the collaborators yeah <laughs> well also Whatever. like oh, even yeah. well this is completely a tangent but i'm convinced that even if you joined like an alien force as like a, a collaborator it, you're still expendable this is like yes. a temporary thing that you're part yeah. of they won't eat you or like <laughs> 
throw you in a fire to burn the fire they'll do something with you (laughs) yeah oh well that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) we're all clocks in a machine anyway yeah. Uh, so yeah, Matthew sees that. Matthew runs away, gets on. He's freaked out. Matthew runs away, gets on the ship. Matthew inside sees all the people working on the pods. Pulls an alarm. Was it a fire a fire alarm or something? Fire some alarm, yeah. Fire alarm and starts cutting the cables. Goes crazy. Chaos going. Cutting cables that have like lights on them. When they hit the ground, they hit the plants. Starts setting fires to everything. Awesome. <laughs> Everything's like, yeah, catching fucking, fire. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do this. And then um. See naked Elizabeth walk in, which is crazy. Uh, it was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. It's pretty sick, actually. See? That's not what know. I thought you it's were going like, to say. <laughs> no, it's pretty like sick. I don't know. I don't know how it's they. Kind of like Terminator esque, yeah, right? Yeah, like exactly. walking through the fire naked. Yeah, it's naked, just, yeah. it shows a complete lack of care yeah. for the surroundings mm. and like a dedication yeah. to whatever your mission is in that moment. I see where you're it's coming pretty from. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is a cool shot, yeah. See, Nike, uh, her walk in, <laughs> points, points the screams at where Matthew is. It's pretty cool. Uh, rando dude tries stopping Matthew. Matthew pushes dude off railing. Bunch of guys come after Matthew. Oh, yeah. Instra- yeah. Please insert the... <laughs> you want another one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> insert the scream there, too. <laughs> Thanks, Stratton. Thank you, Stratton. <laughs> uh, Matthew gets away from out a window. He starts running. Huge mob after him. Police after him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Matthew hiding under somewhere. I didn't really. A bridge. Bridge with a huge hole Pier. up on top. Yeah. Pier bridge with a hole up on top so anybody can look down and see he's in there. Awesome. <laughs> huge. <laughs> hiding and you know people pass 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 and he he's still there and so one of them with the flashlight looks in and we see a flash of the flashlight turning on then we cut to matthew walking outside Uh oh going about his day next day maybe yeah Uh we don't actually know how like when this Mm, is which is cool i like that but it is daylight we know that yes yeah savings uh everybody <laughs> leaving matthew walking outside going about his day uh, oh yeah something happened something gonna happen going to work elizabeth's there too just doing nothing everybody leaving work at the same time motionless emotionless yeah i like in his office there's a little flyer on the wall as he goes in and it says run a race against time and it's got like a cute little cartoony guy it's obviously for a fun run or a marathon or something but it feels very sinister mm. in this context yeah. so there's something i noticed and it's gonna be a part of my review okay when they when they cut to him in the office he's clipping right articles yeah. out of the paper which mm-hmm. he was doing at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. yes okay just, just wanted to mention that. I'll get to it in my review. So okay, okay, okay. Oh no! Uh, so yeah, so uh, everybody leaving work. Matthew walking outside, and we hear a voice calling after him. Who is it? It's Nancy. It's Nancy. 
she's alive she's been uh, yeah it makes it even crazier that we don't know how long after this he is because apparently yeah <laughs> nancy's just been surviving nancy calls out to him and she's like oh and he just doesn't answer uh-oh nancy walks up to him and he does the duplicate screaming and pointing thing ah! Ah! and she freaks out ah! Ah! <laughs> and the camera Thank lingers you. way too long on his face <laughs> as it like zooms into yeah. his mouth <laughs> i mean ah. just to go into a little bit more detail it's the way that not only is he screaming, his eyes are wide and his head is tilted back. It's like a full throttle plant scream. Even if you have never seen or heard of this movie, you have seen a still of this moment yeah. of Donald Sutherland yeah. pointing with his mouth open, screaming. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. And then the credits and she no cries music. and she sobs. Yeah. 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 And she freaks out. Yeah. Not cool. You got to play it cool. Yeah. Credits. There you go. No music. No music. No crazy. That was crazy. Nancy was the final girl. Yeah. For now. <laughs> but Just. crazy. No survivors. Aliens win. There you go. All right. That's enough of that. So. <laughs> oh, God. All well, right. So it's, who... it's oh. so much more yeah. amped up, too. Like, then, for example, in They Live, because in that one, it's so gradual, and you get the sense that this has been going on for years and years and years. In this, the stakes are so much higher because it happens so much more quickly. Like, it, it seems to happen mm. within just, like, a few days. It's very, very scary. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a good movie, though. I liked it. You want to give it your review? Yes. I'll start out with the number. Uh, it's weird, because I actually do like it. <laughs> uh, it's like a seven and a half, or almost eight. It's good. I like it a lot. Now, now I'm just interested in watching all the other versions of the movie because I want to see how they handle the story too. So maybe seeing the others will boost up <laughs> how great this <laughs> is compared. But for now, it's like seven and a half. We're doing half grades now. Almost eight. Might be eight. <laughs> hmm. uh, one of those. Uh, 7.75? Yeah, yeah. 7.75. Uh, hot, hot duplicates with no nipples here. <laughs> oh, with nipples, either or. Um, like a that's Barbie doll. That's what I was going to use. <laughs> one of you well, can be with nipples, and one of you can be without yeah. nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the no nipples. I'm fine with that. It's fine. That's good. <laughs> the uh, one thing that did surprise me was the editing. I did not expect a lot of cool shots, like very mm. well edited, like very like yeah awesome that boosted it up for me because yeah there was one great shot that we didn't talk about when they are in their office after they've taken the speed <laughs> there's like a, a period of some hours that elapses while they're hiding there and there's a shot of liquid slowly dripping into a beaker and then the next shot is the beaker being much fuller so it's a good way to like show that time has passed right. without necessarily showing a clock revolving its hands or something like that. There's a lot of that in this movie, so I agree. The cinematography was really effective. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't know how to expect that. So that, that's good. That's pretty much it, though. Everybody was awesome. Jeff Goldblum's awesome. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> character, probably. Yeah. It's good. I liked it. I felt happy watching. <laughs> it's a good time. Good. It was nice. It was a good time. 
good times. Uh, I'm going to watch all the other versions and see how happy I am watching those. Yeah. Who's next? All right. How many nipples do you rate this, Aaron? <laughs> well, I, I was going to change mine. So let me okay. go. Have his nippleless duplicates. So, like I said, I first saw this movie when I was a kid. And it really scared me. It's a scary movie, especially like the chase scenes towards the end where you know how long can I run? How long can mm. I stay awake? You know, how long can I just survive? Keep this going. Yeah, survive. And that's part of the movie that scared me as a kid. And it's part of the reason why I like the movie now. So, yeah, I mean, this would totally be on the list of my like top 20 horror movies. You know, I would definitely give it an eight and a half human face dogs out of 10. <laughs> Fuck, but, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to, to, to one thing I was talking about earlier. When Donald Sutherland, I forget his name. Um, Matthew. Matthew. When he's clipping his article at the end, it made me think, did he really change? Is he a pod person? Or has he found a way to survive and blend in? And for some reason, I don't know why, it, it's just something that's always been in my head that even at the end of the movie when he's looking at Nancy and and he does the sound, yeah. I always figured that he was doing that because he's trying to fit in. Mm. So I, I see. Take. I see. I so did, you're suggesting yeah. that maybe he is still human, but he's pretending yeah. to be alien to survive. Right. And it, I, think, I think that's a small slither of hope that I had as a kid for this movie. So yeah, that's kind of something I've always, I think it's a you know, possible theory, but the, the plant like scream he gives off hmm. is yeah, something it, that we also see some of the pod people perform actions that they did in life just sort of mechanically like david david jeffrey watches the tv even though he's like watching something that is banal and, and me shows. meaningless yeah yeah the guy in the tub keeps reading that book that Nancy had already read, like the plant people do perform these comfortable mm. actions to them throughout the movie in a way that keeps us as the audience guessing as to whether they're I, human or not. I really like that idea, though. Like, I like Aaron's theory so much that I wish the movie ended in a more ambiguous way where we don't know if he's human or plant. Well, that would have been amazing. I like when he like at the end when he's walking. I mean, he's looking around like behind him. Yeah, the, yeah. The plant people, as we've seen before, don't care if you're around them or doing anything. So I don't know. That's just my theory. Apparently, the ending of the movie, that final scene. Mm was not in the script and it was kept a secret from everyone on production. Oh, really? And Donald Sutherland was only told about it the night before they shot it. And the executives, mm. the producers didn't know until they saw a finished cut of the movie that that 
moment, that betrayal of Nancy was even in the movie. So I think that there's a lot of ambiguity in there specifically to make that final moment really like work and be a gut punch, whether it's a gut punch for us because we like Matthew and he's gone or whether it's a gut punch for Nancy because Matthew has just betrayed her. Like even if he's a real person, he just did the scream and pointed at her. So they're all going to rush down on Mm. her and he's, he's sold her out to save himself. I don't know what we think about that, but it's powerful nonetheless. Yeah. It's a good theory. I like that. Fucking sold us out. All right, shall I get into mine? Yeah. Yes. Go for it, Lindsay. I loved the practical effects and the film techniques, this disturbing sound effects. And the the whole movie is intense anyway, but it's just like amplified with all of those things. The only thing is is that the ending was a little over the top with the with Matthew's yeah. physical acting and Nancy's reaction. It sort of like sucked the intensity out of the otherwise super intense film watching experience. It was a little it was a little bit goofy. Yeah, like if it had ended five seconds earlier, yeah, it would have been so much gosh, better. Exactly. I put that in my notes as well. Like what I would have loved to have seen was for her to come up to Matthew to see him open his mouth wide like he's about to scream and then like cut there. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been very effective. Mm. But I would still give this 8 out of 10 gold blooms. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) Okay, my turn. (laughs) (laughs) I, I really love what this movie is able to do in terms of making suspense the real driving force of the action and the story in a way that I don't think I have seen many films other than this one do as effectively. I think maybe The Stepford Wives is just as good in the way that it sort of keeps you on your toes and makes you question whether the main characters are crazy or not whether they're really I think rosemary's baby is another good another example. great example and also from sort of a similar period in film i think the late 70s was really a time where they were pushing those boundaries and i also adore movies and Lindsay knows this and sort of hates this that <laughs> i love movies that engage with the idea of a no-win scenario <laughs> where it's a desperate fight and in the end the good guys don't win Like that is a powerful thing for me and it's something that I really love to see. I love to see heroes give it everything that they've got and then at the end fail, like falter in the final moments. Like they are fighting against something that is insurmountable in a way that doesn't have a cop-out ending where they somehow pull a rabbit out of the hat and make it work. That feels so much more powerful to me when they have done everything in their power to know that there isn't like one final trick that they can pull off to to win the day at the end which this film does really effectively i don't hate it by the way i just don't love it like you (laughs) i occasionally will say to Lindsay, oh it would have been great like if everyone died at the end (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you always roll your eyes a little bit at that (laughs) this movie deals a lot with some really philosophical themes about the death of counterculture in America 
It was filmed in the late 1970s and sort of deals with the post-free love hippie movement America where people are sort of growing out of that and conformity and consumerism have once again like reared their ugly heads in American culture and, and taken over the public discourse and sort of affected the trajectory of American life. And I think this movie really talks to that idea that being a consumer and fitting in with the crowd mm. and those ideals of capitalism are it's very seductive. Similar to the, they live in that way. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. They live deals Obey, with this as consume. well. And the idea of those consumerist capitalist tendencies, like being a rejection of the waking up that people did in the sixties, sort of putting them back to sleep Mm. and making them do this. And we see that in the film with the way that people only transition into pop people when they fall asleep. Mm, fuck! It's so on the nose now that you say it. <laughs> oh my god! Which I think is is done in a way that is really effective. Like, it doesn't feel trite. It wasn't it, obvious until you, <laughs> until you said that just then. Uh, but yeah, I think that all of that like really works. And the, the stuff that we had talked about during the, the run-through of the movie about pop psychology God, so and the way that the people who who last the longest other than our two main characters are these sort of kooky counterculture people who yeah. fit very much in that like 1960s uh rejection of the publishing industry and traditional thought wake they up are, people yeah th like that is who jack is for sure mm -hmm. like that he is that person personified and the movie like plays that super straight and does it really, really well. I I love this movie. And after seeing the 1956, I really appreciated what it took from that and what it added in mm. itself. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think that the chase scenes go on a little too long. The scene where Matthew is destroying the growth facility, like he spends so long <laughs> setting fire to that place. <laughs> in a way that feels like it drags a little bit. Like there are a couple of moments where I feel like it was a little over tuned. So I don't think it's perfect in that respect, but it is a really solid movie that still holds up to this day. Yeah. I think I'm going to meet Aaron where he was, and I will give this an 8.5 uh, pseudoscientific pop psychology. Nice. Novels. Nice. Sweet. Oh, all right, and that's it for Alien Month, I think, right? <laughs> that's it. That was the last one. That was a good way to wrap up Alien Month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so nice. much for talking with us, husband. We've been looking forward to it. Is there anything yeah. you want to plug and promote? Plug and or promote? Um, well, the Stories to Dismember podcast is great. You should listen <laughs> yeah, to it if you haven't. Um, <laughs> there is a very charming and affable person who is the editor of that podcast. All right. Uh, I've got a couple of personal projects. I've got a YouTube series called Soft Stories, which is a bedtime literature series where I do readings of classic novels. And I think that many of your listeners would enjoy it. I've done a little bit of horror stuff on there as well. I did The Invisible Man by H.G. Wells. Mm. But you do it in things. a soft bedtime voice yes, for ASMR exactly, listeners. so that you can be put to sleep and taken over by <laughs> yeah. people. Oh, God. 
I'll tell them to play. Oh, oh no! Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll fix it. Oh, but I've also got a TikTok as well. You can follow me on there at Stratonimbus. I do mostly D and D content on there. Recapping sessions. Yeah, recapping ses- sessions from the D and D campaign that I run, as well as more sort of discussions with other creators on TikTok about the mechanics and storytelling from a. Dungeons and Dragons perspective and how TTRPGs can be useful for telling stories. That's something I'm really passionate about. So you can follow me on those places. I'm on Twitter, but I never am using it. <laughs> so don't bother following me there <laughs> at Stratonimbus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mostly I- I'm really psyched about being a part of Story Studios member. So thank you for not oh, only nice. letting me be a part of it on the back end, but on mic as well. Yes. Well, it was so much fun. And thank you so yes. much for all the hard yeah. work you do for us. Yeah, yeah. we're lucky to have you. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, you are all <laughs> awesome. And I enjoy listening to you both in the editing booth. And I am also a subscriber of the podcast as well. Nice. So, Miguel. Yes. What is our next monthly theme going to be? The next theme is my favorite of all the horror stuff ever. It's found footage. And the movie's going to be Hell House, LLC, copyrighted. That's what the movie's called. All that, the whole title. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) Always get your copyrights. Don't want to get your stuff stolen. Yes, Hell House, LLC. Fun movie. I was going to choose a very depressing one, but I'll choose a fun one instead because I don't want to depress everybody. (laughs) Everybody has to watch it and everybody would be in a sad mood. Hey, I'll choose Uh, the depressing one. (laughs) There's only one scare and the depressing one, it's very sad. And there's only one scare at the end and it's very much more like drama. And it's like, no, no, let's not. Let's not start the month with that. Let's do something more fun. Cool. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Just remember, get some sleep. Thank you for listening to the Stories to Dismember podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and leave a rating. You can contact us at stories to dismember at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on TikTok at Stories to Dismember. The music for Stories to Dismember is provided by Winfeather. And episodes are edited by Stratton Meyer. We can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye-bye. As I mentioned before, like this was a movie that sort of turned me on to the idea of it what turned horror- you on. <laughs> As I mentioned before, (laughs) (laughs) let me get a clean. Uh, As I mentioned before, this is a movie that really. um... (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I was going to change it to exposed me to in a way that also (laughs) sounded bad.